Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. My name's Chad. Today we are covering Season 2, Episode 12, Episode 36, Dull Knife. Yes, we are. Chad, what did you think of the episode? I don't think I really saw a dull knife this entire episode. I was thinking the same thing as I read the title. Everything looked to be pretty sharp, mm-hmm. pretty dangerous. Sharp, dangerous, pointy. I didn't see any dullness going on here. I get the only thing that was dull would have been like Nobara's nails. Yeah, they didn't do much. That's something we got to get into is this this uh this person will obviously we'll get into it when it happens oh, but this yeah. person's technique or whatever's going on with this guy right. is really strange i mean as always here i've approached you once again uh to cover a jujutsu kaisen pod or episode that i am not completely confident i understand everything that i watched uh, that's about every episode that's what i do yeah that's what I do. Luckily, I our boy Raphael. Fake it till always... I make it. Raphael always comes up in the clutch. Appreciate him. Yep. And if you're sitting out there thinking, wow, I know so much more than these guys. I could help them out in a non-spoiler way. Hit us up. Do it. Hit us up. We're not too big for help. No. Yeah. All right. I agree. Lordy, I will always ask for help, Ronnie. I know you will. All right. Let's hop on. Wait, did you say what you thought about it? I really, here's the thing. I felt like nothing happened, but then I rewatched it again Whoa. before coming over here. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those where it's like, oh, it was, stuff did happen, but not much progression. It was just showing us new things that like the next episode, it should really dive deeper into. Okay. But but then I rewatched it. I was like, oh, this was great. There yeah. was a lot of new stuff. I loved the episode. It's good. But I will also say, and you knew this was going to come, and here's just a little sneak peek. I have got some huge gripes for an episode that I absolutely really loved. Okay, I don't, I actually don't know what you're going to gripe about. You'll see. You know why? Because they call you Ronnie Gripes a lot to where it's like, you can gripe about everything. So I'm supposed to know what you're going to gripe about. It could be anything. You're right. We start off. With Nanami, who sounds like my inner monologue sometimes. By the way, Nanami's in the episode. That's why it's a good episode. It's going to be a fucking amazing episode if my boy Nanami's in it. Oh, he's in it all right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would argue mm, he had a good episode in season one. This is either the best episode. It's two different types of Nanami. Oh, yeah. Season one Nanami, that is like... You know, really, the idea of his personality. We see a different form tonight, and I loved it. Uh, but yet, he sounds like my inner monologue when I'm having just a real bad day. Okay, he's talking about feeling like a failure, um, just some real negative thoughts as he strolls up to see our beloved assistant to the director out for the count. But yet, he's still the coolest cucumber when he walks up to him. He well, he, I thought he was saying that he wasn't. It's never been a part. Of, is he trying to? He said being irritated at myself has never been a part of my life. Is he saying it is now a part of his life? Is that what he implied by that? I don't know. Do you have the episode? Were you able to yeah. pull it up? See, uh, do a little digging there to make sure I have it. I just remember like reading. You know, finished a work day, was reading the subtitles, and I saw where. You know, he said some stuff about feeling like a failure, and it hit home. He said, "I will a he, little too closely." Well, he said, "It's something I will never 
have in my life or let irritate me. It's his own failures. He goes, I will simply confront the evils that force this reality upon us. So, okay, that's an interesting mindset that only one Kintonami, I believe, could achieve. He feels like a failure, but he won't let that get to him. Yes, that's what. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. That is so next level. <laughs> My tiny hand, or tiny hand, I do have tiny hands, but also a tiny head can't even wrap around that idea. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, and then you walk up on this. You can tell it starts to get to him. That's like say. that's like being like, oh, I feel cold right now, but I'm the warmest I've ever been. <laughs> There's people like that, Ronnie. I always say that. Uh, this winter that's coming up now, mm-hmm. me and you both need to start wearing shorts and tank, not even tank tops. We can just real, wear short sleeves to work yeah. because it builds character. No, I know, but see, I did that all through high school. Like I felt my, I felt like my character was already pretty built. Um, it's not, but okay, I see. Wow, you're at a loss for words over that, huh? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so yeah, he strolls up, sees the assistant to the director. He's down. Um, he's dead. Well, we'll see. And Ronnie, wait until he talks later. He's dead. Wait, hey. Hold your horses, all right? He has a line later that we'll get uh, the, to. The, no, this guy in the black suit never speaks. I promise you that. I've, I did not. I'm not saying the assistant to the director, also known as Ajichi or whatever. He's a... Ajichi, <laughs> the assistant <laughs> to the director. is. I like that better than Ajichi. He's like a knockoff Avicii, is Ajichi. He doesn't have a line, but Nanami has a line later in reference to him that made me a bit, I won't say concerned, because I hope assistant to the director is alive, but also I want him to be dead. Okay, I'll just say this before we continue on. I did. I got no impression by, from this episode that he is alive at all. All right, well, I wanna, okay. we'll see when we get there if how you took the line then. All right. What settles in to Nanami is rage. You can just see it in his eyes through the goggles, and and he get you know what he gets a flash of this. I love this so much. They do the quickest flash ever. Did it's you quick. see this? I saw the quick flash. Yeah, it's from the beginning of season two when Nanami was in high school mm-hmm. at Juju High. His little buddy that talked to Ghetto, the one that died, the one that made Ghetto upset as well. Yep. That's so that same guy. That's the real a nice, smiley guy. That's a nice touch. And it was, when you say a quick flash, so quick. I had to go back and reverse it because I thought, did did like my computer just glitch for a second? What's crazy about it too is that's one of the reasons that Nanami, um, I don't know if you ever really said this, but it's kind of implied, one of the reasons he went away from being a sorcerer. Okay. Dealing with deaths and stuff like that. Yeah, so he says arrogant bastards, and I like it because while I did describe him as cool as a cucumber, and he looks pretty, I mean, he's got some rage in him. He, You can tell he's hurt, but he's the kind of guy who's not going to just let it show the way a lot of people would. So we do a lot of cutting this episode as well, and the first one is right here when Mei Mei is fighting Baja Men. We go into the OP first. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We go into the OP first, and then we come out of that. So we don't technically, I guess, cut to a different scene. We go to the OP, and then so. 
Yeah. Take back. I take back what I said. May May. The reason I got confused is because I definitely put the calling card in here, but I did not put the OP in mm-hmm. here. I guess I like how you call her May May. You said you were gonna only call her May. Now you've been calling her May May. I love it. Well, love it's it. because love it. Love, it. love it. Love it. I didn't like what you said, um, but I here's and I'll get to this as well. The and I'm fact, not just gonna say love it. I'm gonna say love it, love it, because you say May May. The reason I have started calling her May May a bit more is because her brother is Wee Wee, so I feel like they work in twos, and. I don't like her, so she doesn't get a cute nickname, which is just her name once in my May. eyes. I don't get to, I don't call her May because I don't like her that much. Do you like Wee Wee? No. <laughs> May May is fighting Baja Men to some mm-hmm. classical music. She is absolutely wrecking his ass. And like I said, I'm mad at her. She's wasting time. Why is she doing this so slowly? Because she's putting on a show for Wee Wee. And that is what I was afraid she was doing. (laughs) She does talk here. This is some interesting character building. I'll give her that. She has a weak technique, but trained to be able to be dangerous without it. I I love how she did say that, that she really can only control crows. Because I thought, oh, that's just part, part of her power. She'll do other stuff. No, that's all she can do. Uh, We also see she is walking so extra. Oh my gosh. Hey yeah. honey, you're not on the runway. Put the hips away. Also, get the hair out of your face. All right, your enemy is defeated. I don't know why you're doing that. I don't know if you're concealing your identity, if that's supposed to make no. some sort of cursed energy stronger. I don't care what the reasoning it is. I don't think there is one. I think Put she's it just in a ponytail, it. honey. All right. I think it's kind of hot. It is not hot at all. You'd go to kiss her. You'd get a mouthful of hair. Couldn't even find. You wouldn't even. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. We're going to have mustaches. What's going to happen then when we get kissed? (laughs) We'll talk about it on the Patreon. Go check out the Patreon to hear about Chad and I's mustache dreams. Quest. (laughs) The quest for a stash. Oh, God. So she's talking, she continues to talk, she's giving this guy a whole spiel, he doesn't deserve it, we never even saw him attempt an attack, because he's Bahaman, he, his stand is I, who let the dogs out. Yeah, 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 I love how it doesn't show any, I mean, this guy looks so stupid, he does not deserve to have screen time, I he, like this. He walks up with the creature one episode, and then the next time we see him is this, he's missing a leg, he's crawling backwards. Well, and Wee Wee is, knee, uh, don't talk about Wee Wee, Wee Wee is sitting on the creature, the dead creature, it's pretty awesome. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that was what yeah. was going, I saw him sitting or he was on leaning on the, the, uh one of the creatures that makes sense i yeah. saw he was like sitting on something but i i just hate him so much i didn't like to look at it um so she said that she hit a wall to where she couldn't improve physically so she revisited her technique and that's when she came into full bloom as a grade one sorcerer now i did like the story i like that piece because i think that's a great life lesson as well mm-hmm. you know just because it's like it if, if if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And after you try, try again, and you're still not yep. succeeding, put it down for a little while. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be good at that one thing. Maybe you just need some time off. That is what I did with Guitar Hero. Really? Yeah. Put it down for, you know. How long? 24 hours. Not what, right she was ta- not what she was talking about at all. Terrible example. She, it's a terrible example. 
What is she? How what long you she? what you did was called going to bed and then having a busy day the next day. It was literally running around all day the next I day. I understand that. That's not what she was talking about. Okay. I guarantee you she took at least a month off of trying to like train her. She trained so hard physically and then she revisited. It wasn't one day. When you revisit something, you have to spend more than 24 hours away from it. What about eating? Or And I said 24. You did take 24 hours. You need. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, if I eat breakfast here this morning, okay, and then tomorrow I go to IHOP, I'm not revisiting my breakfast table the next morning. It's just I had a breakfast somewhere else the next day. It's just me. I'm back. (laughs) I'm not revisiting. That'd be ridiculous. (laughs) A month. You have to wait a a month month before you revisit something. So anyway, after hearing this speech, Wee Wee starts to clap. Oh, and and it's great clapping. They animated this so well. The terrible clapping. The two are weird, man. They're just crazy people. I don't know why she like she's getting off on this, and then he's getting off on her getting off to this. It, it, that's what's even creepier about it is that he's obviously way younger than her. It just shows that she raised him, but she raised him to be like this, which is Ugh, even weirder. Gross. She said she wanted to kill time by chatting. And now is going to kill him. So she just downright admitted to being like, yeah, I'm just wasting time. No, she is, she's 100% crazy. Definitely crazy. Uh, yeah, she doesn't... It shows, too, she doesn't really care about anybody else. Even Gojo. Uh, even I, what she says about Gojo in a second. She does not care. I don't like saying this because it sounds douchey, but time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. You know? Get to work. You just sent... She sent Yuji out to go get a job done. Do you realize how much he's done out there while waiting for her? Think about it. He went out. He scaled the building. He called out to, to let everyone know about Gojo. The, the, enough time passed for uh, Megumi, Nanami to meet him up on the rooftop. They devised a plan. They went back downstairs. Nanami went somewhere else. Okay. Itadori went, had an entire fight, and Mei Mei is now just finishing off Baja Men because she had a speech to give. Yeah, she just wanted to kill some time. Insufferable. Go find Gojo, you witch. So she's still playing with her food. She asked Wee Wee how he would measure the weight of a life. Don't bring him into a conversation, especially because he's going to say some lame-ass shit like this. He says it depends on how valuable she finds them. Right. This is some sick stuff by Mei Mei because everyone knows that no little brother would mm-hmm. ever say some bullshit like this to their older sibling unless they were forced to. Well, and if you know what I would say if Travis said that to me, I'd say, hey, Trav, be your own person. You would, okay, you would not say that. No, I would. I'd say, hey, no. Tra- I'd say, hey, Travis, be your own person. You'd say, say that again. I like that. I, well, he would I'm, never say it to you, though. That's the that's the whole point of this. Like he if he if he was like, um, if I said, hey, Travis, what do you think about that person over there? And he went, well, what do you, I think about? <laughs> such a stupid sentence. He says, I think about that person. What you think about that person? I'd say, well, man, be be your own person. Be real. I like, I'd say I know that I'm a good person to be, but I'm taken. So be your own. Yeah. 
Be your, hey, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Now she says, she's now asking like a rhetorical question. She's like, how do I find value in them? By measuring uh, lives by their potential assets. Which is basically to say, if I had a friend who owned a Chick-fil-A, he would probably be the most like important person yeah. to me. Yep. Do you have an example? If I had a friend that owned a bunch of cows. Knew, knew it. I saw exactly where that was going. So, I mean, this guy, obviously, he doesn't fit the bill for being an important asset. So she goes to chop the head. In the meantime, Yuji is doing something useful, which is breaking the veil. Thank you, Itadori. Yeah, we got rid of the veil. So now everyone can roam around. Now, unfortunately, Shitty. this is the only, it's only the one keeping sorcerers out. Yeah. They, they knocked out three nails. So either two of them were dummies or they were using all three a little bit to make the one. Uh, Machimo is knocked out so they can't ask him questions. And Megumi then remembers, oh shit, Eno, <laughs> yeah. who just so happens to be falling off the roof. Uh, so this was kind of confusing. Fushi uses Nue to like start flying up there. It was like he just padded the fall for Yuji to catch him. I, I was like, why didn't he just catch him with Nue okay. instead of just because it did hit, you it know, hit Nue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he just like padded it with Nue, but I don't know why he didn't just catch him. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but uh, I mean, Yuji makes a great catch, and we don't see Eno, but. Itadori does, and he makes the face of a person who caught another person not in very good shape. Dude, it's pretty wild that this guy slapped him up and just threw him off the building. I mean, that is a terrible way to die. Very much so. And then we go to the top of that roof where we are getting ready to just have what I would potentially argue the craziest... I don't know. Do you have the time right there? Like seven minute point in an episode in the middle of like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, knocked my socks off. Yeah, seven minutes. Wow. So, how about that? Well, six minutes, but we'll say seven. But I bet it goes into the seven minute mark. Yeah. Toji is asking, well, the guy who- The grandson. Yeah, it's actually very important that I make the discrepancy here. The grandson inside of a Toji body asks, what now, granny? And then he starts stuttering. Uh, she says it won't hurt to keep Gojo out of play, so go down and kill sorcerers. She's so scary. Her eyes. She reminds me of something of like the, uh, they do a lot of scary films nowadays where they use old ladies. Yeah. The Conjuring or whatever. That's what it reminds me of. I'll never forget. Um, I think I've told, I don't know if it was on a, jujitsu episode or a patreon i'm not a horror guy but i used to do this thing where i was like trying to be brave and i'd sit on my couch at night and i'd flip to like the channel that's right the tv channel that was showing scary movies and when it got too scary i would like turn away from it yeah by scary movies he means courage the cowardly dog um and so anyway one time there was this movie called drag me to hell oh i remember that do you remember that one um based off the Rotten Tomato scores it not a great film. I only saw like one fourth of it because there was a lot of scary parts. But one time a part snuck up on me and there was an old creepy lady with just like scars on her face and she 
Ooh. Did it remind you of this? Well, you just were talking about old scary So ladies. who would you be more afraid of, Toji or this granny? In what, uh, someone visiting my dreams? Uh, or like you're in a to fist, fight against. You're in a fist fight. Oh, I would much rather fight the granny just because she scares me so much. It was, you would love to just soccer one? Yeah, it would oh. initiate a fight or flight in me, and you know I'm a fighter. You know it. Don't look around the room. <laughs> yeah, who are you talking to? In here? <laughs> don't, don't walk. Don't look around yeah. the room, or else I'm gonna fight you. Are you talking to that monkey over there? I don't. I'm saying, okay, in the startup to a fight, yes, I'm on the next plane out of here. But when it's too late, when my back's against the wall, there's one direction I'm going, and that is through, forward through you. Okay, not forward through you. So bring it on. I would kick her ass, and then all of a sudden, whoa. Uh, Toji is fighting the body. He's fighting the inner soul that is this grandson's body. And you know what makes this so cool? We get the conversation. Obviously, Mahito's talk about, talked about the soul and the body multiple times, season one, yada, yada. He talked about it with Ghetto just a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. and how it's probably different from each cur- uh, each person curse right. to curse and now we're seeing it in a totally different way too good point love that he says who are you bossing around old hag but it's toji's voice and i go oh, yeah. oh shoot she starts freaking out immediately immediately um so basically yeah toji's soul kicked the ass of the other guy's soul it wasn't even or no the body because that's body what she freaks the out ass about. Of the she's like, soul. yeah, she's like, wow, a soul lost to a body. No, 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 the other way around. It's Toji's soul that kicks his body's ass. Are you sure? Go read the line. Go find the line. I'm pretty sure. But it, I see it would make sense because it is Toji's body. I only but channeled the body's information a little further. She's like, it's impossible. I'd have to edit some of this. I've always made it a point to not channel the soul's information in order to prevent accidents like this ahead of time. A little further. I don't really get it, but my body's special. I guess it just means this guy's soul couldn't win against my body. That's what Toji says? Yeah. Okay. So his body is so damn powerful because she... She seanced the body to life. His body is so powerful that it defeated that soul that prohibited the body. Yep. Interesting. I don't know why that disappoints me, but it disappoints me a little bit. Really? Yeah, because I like the idea that it's like, oh, because I mean, what's more beautiful? What's more poetic, a soul or a body? That's the whole point of Toji's character, though. His heavenly restriction has made his body so damn strong that it can yeah, defeat yeah, his soul. Yeah, yeah, But I, you know... Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't have that great of a soul, but he also has. I was had about a, to say, why are you trying to say this guy's got a? <laughs> this guy's got such a beautiful but, soul. No, I, I didn't say a beautiful soul. But he he had a strong soul. Uh, hey, soul oh sister. god, this is a problem, everyone. This is not good. What a tune by Train, by the way. <laughs> uh, she can't believe it. He says, "Kill sorcerers, huh? You're a sorcerer too, right?" <laughs> And then kills the yeah. poo out of her. Yeah. Just a terrible thing for her to say. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I was so hyped for that. I know this is not good <laughs> yeah, that he's yeah. alive, but, but ah. he needed to do that because she was a problem too. Well, 
But okay, all right. Let's think about this for a second, though, because we don't come back to this. Is it a problem? Yeah. Wait. Is maybe it not. Though? Maybe is it, not. That's why. Like, would Toji not fight for us? Well, f- he would want to kill Gojo. He would want to kill Gojo, but Gojo's not even on the field right now. He doesn't like curses, though, right? He doesn't like sorcerers or curses. Right. That's his whole thing. He doesn't like either one of them. But he's going to meet back up with his son. Oh, dude, and uh, the old Gramps that drinks beer. That's like his dad or something. Or not. Uh, he's because he's a, a Zenin. Well, he's a Zenin. That might be his dad, but that's a blood right, relative. Someone, a relative, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'll, he'll meet up with him, too. Uh, dude, I've this got... Could get, this could get wild. It could get very interesting. I've got no... Like... My initial thought was, oh my God, this is going to be a problem. Then I thought, oh wait, is it he not is he going to like help out at, at least until we get Gojo out of there? I mean, obviously we know he wants Gojo. But he doesn't like sorcerers though, right? He That was his whole thing was assassinating sorcerers. I took his whole thing as he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just a, he's, he's a got, wild card. He's doesn't got a matter. bad soul. <laughs> yeah. So we cut over to the girl squad where uh, Maki is fighting off a transfigured curse. Nobara is reporting what happened. Uh, or she's trying to like get some information from the phone, but she only has like bits and pieces. They don't know a whole lot because they're down in the uh, subway, so the cell reception's bad. But they're worried about Nanami, and Maki tells Nobara and Akari to help out, and the older man is... Uh, now, is this... is is. There's two older guys in play. It, this is a, a Zenin. This is the Zenin. Yep. Okay, he's the one drinking. He's catching up on some Zs. Which, well, like, is Maki? She's a Zenin, too, so is that, like, her I don't know. granddad or something? I mean, like you said, related somehow, but who knows, like... I'm sure they'll get into it, but... Yeah, she doesn't say anything. Like I want to see that guy fight. I know, I do, too. She doesn't reference him, really, in any way of, like, she knows him. She was just like, oh, and this guy becoming a hindrance yeah because he's just messing around i mean he could not care less about these transfigured curses he's like wake me up when i need to do some cool shit yeah so i mean that's a good sign he he might be really powerful i don't know back over to yuji and megumi they're checking out eno first sigh of the episode because come on show make it more interesting he's in bad shape but not dead I didn't mind that. He got thrown off a building and saved. So if he's alive, you know, because it was that guy. Now, if it was legitimately Toji, I would be like, how how is he alive? Toji should have killed him. But it was the grandson. All right. And that's fine. I guess the main reason I'm negative about it right now is it takes Megami out of the action. Because now he's going, he said he's going outside the veil and he's sending Yuji forward to like, give Eno some some space or I guess he's going to doctor mm-hmm. him up or something like that. Yes, but it makes it so intre- what happens at the end of the episode, how it ends. I also like how interesting that would be. Yeah, man, I've just I always feel like the bad guy cuz he's like, "Oh, well, Ronnie just wants the characters that we uh, come to know t- to die, especially after we just got character building from that, so it's kind of the trope to give someone character building and then immediately kill them." But you played with our emotions. Like it would have been a good spot to hot up in the stakes 
and be like, oh shit, they just killed Eno. These people are strong, even though now they're out for the count, which is kind of funny. I thought they were going to be a big mm-hmm. problem going forward. They were well, not. Yeah, I guess their whole thing was just to get Toji back. <laughs> yeah, so they were good. God, dude, literally just, just a, for that. If Toji, Mahito, Jogo all are in the same spot at the same time, that is going to be insane. It definitely will be. So it, Itadori is ready to be a loose cannon. He says, I'm going to go punch them. <laughs> but Fushi talks him back because the highest priority is Gojo. So uh, Itadori is heading to the station while Megami stays with Eno. And then Yuji asks, if he dies, will Fushi, or Fushi will kill him, right? Which I'm assuming he's talking about like if Ma- Mahito makes him a transfigured curse. No, no, no. In season one... Uh, Fushi says, "I'll kill you if you die." Oh, they have yeah, to separate. Yeah. So, so he's just, like just a, he's just referencing like back a cute moment. Yeah, it's this cute little moment. Interesting. Okay, that is a fun moment. I mean, especially since like Itadori smiling. You think that's going to come back up again? Because that's the kind yeah. of line that like happens when it's more like dire situations and like do or die, which this kind of is. But at the same time, like Itadori smiling and laughing. And not an immediate danger, right? And he's he's already been brought back once because he is Sukuna's vessel. So he's like, uh, right. will it, he really die? Yeah, it yeah. sounds yeah, it sounds like the line that you would say as like Sukuna's getting ready to like take over his body for good, or like he's going yeah. to fight his inner soul. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know with this show. He also mentions that he has Mechmaru, although it hasn't spoken in a while. I thought that was like an interesting line right there at the end of the scene. Did you take anything from that? Yeah, I wonder if just like it, it ran out. I think so because, I mean, they said or Mechmaru said like, oh, I've only got so much energy left yeah. in this. So I kind of feel like it is. It's just done. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting that he said that like he was expecting and counting on it. Can we talk about too how... Toji being back, I just want to, like, is just not what I would expect at all from this part. Nothing at all. Would, I, I would never even have thought of it. I wouldn't have thought of it either, and it's the kind of thing that normally would make me like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's cheap. Like, you're bringing characters back from the dead. But I liked the way they did it. Yeah. Like, they threw in, like, okay, that's her curse technique, then they threw in like a flashback of where she's kind of been doing this before. The only thing that kind of sucks is like we don't really know how she was able to do it with Toji. Like right, and he, the thing is, like we saw when she did it to herself, it eventually melted away. Like, is he, does he only have a time limit of being back before her like summons goes away? See, I don't think so because I feel like that was his body defeated the soul. So now, like, what would have been that grandson's body is just now like Toji's life force, essentially. That's insane. Like, I don't think he's on a clock. I think we just got, he got a redo. He got a do-over. So back with Mei who's finally quit playing with this guy. She's noticed the veil has been lifted, and she's walking through the train tracks, and Brainiac is there. She runs into Brainiac, uh, also known as Ghetto's body. He's surprised at how quick... Or no, 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 no. We're not there yet. This is the quick cut. Because yeah. we cut for half a second with just Brainiac being like surprised at how quick the veil was lifted. Sorry, I got ahead of myself there. 
We go over Nobara's running through the street where they run into Ponytail. Yes. What do you call this guy in your notes? I like Ponytail a lot. Okay. Um, I did not. I had no other name for him. So Ponytail is what I'm riding with. Okay, but what is it in your notes? Oh, Blondie. You, Blondie? Yeah, but Ponytail is better. Yeah, Ponytail is better. Sorry that you. I made you say your bad name for it. <laughs> uh and I got excited here. So this is where, like, this middle part of the episode, it legitimately felt like hype fest after hype fest. Yes. Because you get Toji, then um, right here we get Nobara with the hammer. Oh, it's been too long, mm-hmm. so I like seeing that. Uh, and then Nanami is carrying a... I can't say his Assistant to the director. Assistant to the director. See, to me, this is where I was like, oh, wow, this is... He's got a soft spot to the assistant to the director, and he's just carrying him his dead to, body to keep his body safe because he want. That's like the only one we ever saw him talking to. He was really close with this guy. Yeah. He's and, like, oh, he just wants to have a proper burial for this. And guy. at this point, I thought it was weird, but I was still, I was kind of like with you. I'm like, okay, he's dead, but he's carrying his body. We still haven't gotten to the point I'm talking about yet. Um, and they're also passing just a bunch of other dead guys. So Nobara tells Akara, can you help refresh my memory on Akara? Like, I know I've seen her before. I know she's a student at Jujutsu High, but like, what is her... You're talking about this blonde? Yeah. What do you call her? I know they say something else in the... What do I call her? Well, like, what's her other name? I don't know. Okay. So you're just referring to her as that blonde. I guess that goes to show how much you know about her. Uh, that's what I call her, as Akara or whatever. I just remember her from the... So, okay, okay, okay. Pause, 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 pause. Yeah. So if... <laughs> So if you also know her as Akara, and then I said, tell me more about this Akara, why did you say, <laughs> you mean this blonde? Or are you talking about this blonde? No. I... <laughs> yeah. The, what I know about her, we yeah. had the assistant to the director, was always the, um, the chaperone to our crew. Akara was the chaperone to our crew when they did the whole mission at the end of season one, going under the bridge, interviewing... The people, mm-hmm. the high, the middle schoolers that jumped, tried to bungee jump the bridge, the haunted bridge. She was like the chaperone for that whole arc, that okay. whole four or five episodes. So she took the assistant to the director's uh, spot yes. for, for yeah, the yeah. end of that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's how we That's know. the exact refresher I needed. Thank okay. you for saying that. You just had me worried for a second. <laughs> All right. So Nobara tells her to hide, but whispers a plan because she wants her to slip through one of the train platforms, I think, get to another one. They're on a time crunch, and they can't be bogged down by uh, Ponytail over here. Who... Right, and Pony, we saw Ponytail at season one. He was the guy. He mm-hmm. met up with our girl. It was another girl squad. Yeah. Literally, yeah, at Juju High. And yeah. he ended up not fighting him because Gojo. Got I remember his. that. Speaking of girls and ponytail, for the first like two minutes he uh, he was on screen, I was worried because he was with another girl, baddie. Yes. So that's okay. Somebody said to remember that person because we've only seen that person once or twice. Okay. With like the red hair and the white. Yep. White and red hair. Yeah. We haven't got a name for him yet. Okay. Uh, oh, they said, like, remember, don't forget them. Don't forget that they are okay. in the show. Yeah. I thought they just told you, like, remember that person, and then they kept going. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They said, remember them. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, 
so you, for the first two minutes, I just kept being like, I was so on edge. I was like, oh, Nobara, watch your back because he's got a teammate. But I guess she went off and did some other stuff. Mm-hmm. They divided and conquered. So now Ponytail, they're a tough fight because they'll give you a hand. <laughs> oh, <God>. no. <laughs> and no one is clapping or giving you a hand for that. <laughs> I, for, I forgot I put that in my notes and I now regret it. Uh, that said hand is actually chasing Akara and then just like slits her Achilles. Dude, slits both of the Achilles. And then he, it's like he has a, uh, he has a sense with it. Because yes. as soon as it does it, he knows. He's like, like he, oh. Yeah. Which makes me wonder like. <sighs> it's a spec. So. Uh, the hand was just in search mode. No, Nobara. Yeah. She, she mentions that it's a cursed tool. And like people, sometimes people have special connections to it. So he just has a special connection to it. But his technique, Ronnie, I still have. So I don't know if you noticed this. The beginning of the fight, he's got all these purple lines under his eyes. At the end, he only has one or zero. They start going away. And I tried to figure out, I was like, what is he doing? I can't figure out what he's actually doing. It's almost like a luck-based uh a luck-based technique to where he's just like, it might be like each strike, he's just mm-hmm. invincible for that time. Interesting. Okay. Something like that. I like. No, I like the way your beautiful it's mind is thinking. You have a beautiful mind. Thank you. You're welcome. So as soon as he realizes that she's trying to make an escape, uh, he just charges her, completely forgets about Nobara, catches up to her, when Nobara runs in dangerously, realizing that he's now regained the sword that he dropped and he earlier. he kicks the shit out of the, oh, the woman. I mean, yeah. Beats her up pretty good, but she manages to send some nails that get deflected into the ceiling. They explode, kind of covering him up in some, some roofing. And just as she lets her guard down, the, fir- the fist sword flies in, dislocating her jaw it seemed like or like it gave her a concussion it was showing the brain rattling around i don't know how she kept that jaw intact and then um yeah but the nail thing like that was another thing when she let the roofing come down he put his arms wide open he literally creeded with arms wide open and just let it hit him that's why i was like he's got to have some like weird technique where he, he can just let things happen i don't know it's but, and that's another crazy thing. Like, I don't necessarily necessarily think they were playing with time, but, like, he didn't have to necessarily throw the sword. The sword might have just been going to punch her by itself. By itself, yeah. And then she's, like, foggy for a second, and then he comes strolling up. So there's no telling how long she was, like, dazed. dazed. Out, yeah. Um, I mean, Ponytail, he's just cocky and crazy. It's a bad mix. He says he doesn't even understand his own technique that well. <laughs> Which makes it even crazier that my uh, boy Chad Chart over here is trying to dissect it. But he's got some good thoughts. He's got some great thoughts. Well, do you think... Well, we'll get into it here in a second. I was going to say, do you think he's still alive? Well, the way this show's acting right now, yeah. Because they're teasing us a bit, and I don't like it. Um, But I also like the fact that he says that also really makes me love your like lucky theory because think about it he's just going through life and if he's luck like it's better to be lucky than good he's cocky and crazy because everything he does just kind of seems to work out <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but it keeps working, yeah. so I'm just rolling with it. <sighs> so then he ponders who to kill first when Nobara starts to try and buy some time. And he's rambling on about uh, what if someone was meant to play soccer but born in a world without it, which I actually thought was like a insightful thought. I've never thought about something like that, but I think that's probably what's going on with me. You were meant to play... Well, there is soccer in this No, world. no, no, but I'm saying like some, oh. there's something that I... I possess skills that our modern world just has not created yet, but when we do, because I like to think that we will... Watch out. I'm going to be a prodigy. Maybe there's like a uh, virtual reality. There's like a game inside of there that hasn't been created yet, and you're the best at it. You yeah. just don't know it yet. There's just like one little mm-hmm. microscopic piece in my brain that my entire life has been developing, 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 and it's just for that VR game. I like to think like Jim Thorpe would have been the best pickleball player ever, but he just was not born when pickleball was created. Interesting. Why do you think Jim... Uh, one second. (laughs) Jim Thorpe, born in 1878, the greatest Native American athlete of all time. Yeah, what exactly did he do? I mean, I know... He was the greatest athlete of all time, Native (laughs) Americanly speaking. Was he... What position did he play? I mean, he every, won a gold. He, every he position. literally did everything, huh? <laughs> no, he did. I'm sorry. I know. I see it. I tried to get some information. He's just he's just labeled as American athlete. <laughs> a member of the second Fox Nation. Okay, interesting. I was gonna. The more I, you know. I thought there was gonna be a payoff there where I was gonna be like, why is Jim Thorpe? But he's got a football trophy named after, like a football award, right? That's what I'm saying. He, but because his sport wasn't created, he was the best at that. But he could have been the best at no. But he also, I see this right here in 1919. He had 156 at bats for the Braves. (laughs) (laughs) So why this dude? Wait, we have got to do a deep dive on Jim Uh, Jim Thorpe. Thorpe. This guy was something else. I did not realize. Jim Thorpe Football Award. Let me try and dig some stuff you. up on that. That's where they. I think that's where the Naismith Award came from. Uh, names of the multi-sport athlete has been awarded to the top. Of the, okay, so uh, he was a sprinter too. No, I know he won a gold medal. He had 156 at bats for the Braves, three at bats for the Giants, and he's got a football award named after him for the top defensive back in college football. So wow, if we could hear that guy's stories. Now, the haters will say that he was playing against plumbers who just got off work, but I disagree. He's, I mean, he's Native American, so. Yeah. So what is that? I mean, you, you think he was like... I don't even think there was plumbing back then. <laughs> well, I mean, 1916. Well, yeah. What, well, I don't know. Were, yeah, they were outhousing it. They were outhousing it for sure. So they weren't plumbers, but they were, they were something. They were farmers, I guess. So Akara starts to crawl away while his back is turned, but he knows what she is doing and uh, stabs her in the tush. Left tushy. And then the upper thigh, mm-hmm. or well, I guess technically the upper the hammy. Yeah, the yeah. upper hammy. Then behind the knee, which what is that called? Behind the knee? I've never heard the name for that. But that is a delicate spot. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a good point. I've never heard the name for that. Yeah, well, I don't know what that is either. Uh, well, we should ask Jim Thorpe. <laughs> but just then, some dress shoes come 
slowly oh, yeah. walking in. Nobara makes a weak attack and is immediately dropped. And then we see, oh, dress shoes? He's also got a very nice watch, a nice timepiece on the wrist. And they're taking their sweet-ass time, too, might I add. And just as it's looking grim for Nobara, glass shatters, and you know who that well-dressed man is. Kinto Nanami! Kinto Nanami! 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 Ponytail kicks Nobara away and changes his attention, smiling, and Nanami looks like, I don't even know. Well, I mean, you, what do you think it is? What is well, his look right he here? He takes off his tie because he's oh. going into overtime, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that happens after the calling card where he's taking off his tie, wrapping it around his knuckles, and he walks up to Mr. Ponytail. Uh, and might I add, looking more jacked than I've ever oh noticed my before, gosh, by the way. Yes. It's like anger just gets him juiced up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, to get a pump, he just has to get angry. He doesn't yeah. have to do any exercise whatsoever. Well, he has been carrying the assistant to the director around <laughs> a long true. time. That's true. Yeah, that. That is quite a workout, I'm sure. Even though he's a, you know, he doesn't have much meat on his bones. It's still tough over yeah. a long distance. Ponytail, or Ponytail starts to threaten Nanami with the girls who are hostages, but Akara is, she's bad, dude. I mean, she still crawled away onto an escalator yeah. with three stab wounds in her left leg. She literally got her and, tushy pushied and still made it uh, up the escalator. And don't forget, her Achilles were, were severed. She just crawled all the way there. I mean, that is, yeah, that's badass. That's badass. Ponytail turns to realize that she's gotten away, which gives Nanami time to close the gap, and he asks... What the number and location, or what's the number and locations of your allies? Ponytail swings the sword, and it does nothing. He kicks Nanami, and he doesn't move, and then Nanami repeats the question, and at this point in time... Now, what is this? What is happening here? I thought there was a robot at play. It makes me think that he Nanami is just so quick right here, he just barely backs up for the sword... And then he actually gets kicked by this guy, but his cursed energy, he's so angry, he's using that cursed energy, like honing in for defense, that he doesn't even budge from the kick. I'm not even kidding. If you had paused the show and it came and asked me and had me put money on the line and you were like, what's going on here? I would say, oh, it's Anonymy clone. He's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think it was him because the he says the question the same exact way, which is also a boss move, and it has so little emotion. I was like, oh my God, we're dealing with a robot. Now, what? another uh, question I had here is, why is this... Uh, this guy's a human. This is not a curse. This uh, ponytail person. Why is this human working with Ghetto and these curses? because of the same reason that the the trio on the roof were this is their chance to really seal gojo and just cause so the, these are literally all psychopaths slash serial killers the only people that will, will work with curses are the worst of the worst scum right is that what we're to take i think so i mean the trio they were obviously like hired for you know hired killers and that was hard to do with gojo around uh, this one definitely just ponytail just seems like a psychopath. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there might be more to it because we've kind of seen him before working for them in a way, 
back with the uh, initial um, meeting. But yeah, I don't know. And then he even the the white haired red person, mm-hmm. red haired person on the rooftop with him earlier. Whenever he was talking to him, I think a couple episodes ago, they seemed a lot more calm and collected. Though they didn't seem that crazy. So I'm I'm interested to find out how all of these people kind of met. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, so Ponytail doesn't answer the question, leading to a punch that sends him across the station, thinking that he died. <laughs> I'm so happy to see it because it wipes that stupid smile off their face, and they're just thinking, "I've got to run." Yeah, well, he go- yeah he goes, "Did I die?" And he goes, "No," but I'm. He's basically thinking, "I'm going to right." I like run. I got to get out of here. But too late. Nanami walks over, grabs them by the ponytail, which is always so like, well, never mind. It does um, his seven three. He does his seven three technique. Whenever he punches, it shows like that animation okay. for it. Yeah, okay, which is cool too. But two of his marks are faded. I'm actually seeing it right now. He's got three on each cheek. Two of them are faded. Each punch fades another one. All right, keep an eye on it because okay. we got spoiler spoiler alert. We got one more coming. Okay. Um. Nami walks over, grabs, asks the question again. They say, I don't know. Another punch in the gut. All right. Eyes roll back into Ponytail's head. The hand sword uh, darts at Nanami's head, but is deflected by Nobara. Good good shot, girl. And Nanami, I mean, he's not playing around. Grabs Ponytail by the neck now. Says, uh, Just holds him up by the neck. He yeah. looks so jacked and cool. He so looks- huge. Oh, dude, they drew him so freaking amazing. I love Nanami. Tells Ponytail what he encountered on the way here. Says, that was you, right? Several assistant supervisors are dead. Ponytail Ponytail starts crying, saying they're sorry. (laughs) If you had asked me five minutes prior if we could get that thing to say sorry, (laughs) I would have been wrong again. I'm wrong all over the place. So funny. And then, I mean, the timing of this right here. Nanami drops them, and while they fall, he starts a punch that times up perfectly with Ponytail's falling face. There is an explosion from the fist, essentially. They fly out of the train station into, like, a store nearby. And, I mean, I my mouth is agaped. Nobara's mouth is agaped. She says, he's on another level right now. <laughs> Yeah, this is when, uh, I, I think it was Eno, right, talked about, oh, wow, Yuji might be able to blow for blow with Nanami. He's mm-hmm. so strong. I don't know if Eno's seen Nanami this mad to where... Th- that's true, too, yeah. Where, which is crazy that Yuji is on this level, though. And Nobara, that's, like, we're kind of her in this situation, because she has an either, and she's like, so this is what a grade one sorcerer, or like, so yeah. this is a grade one sorcerer. And then, unfortunately, we walk, we cut over to Mei Mei. Well, before we do, though, I wanted to talk about his cheek. Did you see it? His cheeks. So, when the punch, the one right before he gets sent to the store. The one in the gut. The one in the gut takes off the three on his left side of his cheek. So, now he only has three three left. He then gets punched once more. So, you there was already two gone, so that third one took all of them off. Like, they're all gone now. Yep. And then... When he's holding him by the neck, now he only has one cheek with three marks. Then he lets go of him, punches him straight in the face. I'm assuming that takes another one, so he's still got two marks left, according to math. 
Right. So that makes me think he's not dead. But you didn't see two marks, but we're just, you know. He has three, but he got hit again. So right. now so I'm assuming he has two. Yeah, yeah that's a good assumption. Because ev- like every hit, what we saw, one got taken away. That almost makes me think he's got like multiple lives. Because he said, did I die? He thought he actually Ooh, died. So now, dang. Yeah, now that he said that, I think he legit, Nanami hit him so hard it should have killed him. I think Nanami is probably even thinking, how did God. this guy not die? My boy Chad broke out there his we go. Texas Instrument TI-84 calculator. <laughs> is that the correct model? Yeah. Is it a TI-84? TI-84. Nobody uses it anymore, but that's what we used to use 10 years ago. Back in our day. Oh, my God. This was also cool. We cut over. Meimei walks up and finds Ghetto. Uh, Meimei can't figure out how she is seeing him, and she wonders how Gojo messed it all up. She then, for a second, she worries, is Gojo part of this chaos, but quickly realizes that's foolish because Gojo could kill every person on his own if he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I know Gojo's powerful, but that was another instance, like, where she said that, and I just, I took a moment to be thankful of, like, you know, it's a good thing that that guy... <laughs> <laughs> that he's on our side. <laughs> it's a good thing that that guy is a pretty good dude, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. So she's like, yeah, there's no need for all this. If so, that's not that isn't what's happening. And she says she held Ghetto in higher regard than Gojo, so it's a shame she has to kill him. Now I still respect Maymay. You know I don't really like her, but she also realizes that this Ghetto is more than likely a fake. Yeah, because. She know like a year ago the whole everything that went down. She knows Gojo did the right thing, right? More than likely. So, so that also makes me wonder because now that like we know what's going on, Ghetto never really. I'm trying to think of a time that Ghetto interacted with someone. Is it the kind of thing where most people who knew kind of how his last thing with Gojo ended, if they go, "Oh, he's a fake," like if it's not that hard to figure out he's a fake if you have like cursed energy kind of know the background of everything you know what i'm saying uh, yeah i would assume, like may may um shoko i'm sure she would know the same thing okay like if she saw him she'd be like no there's no way gojo yeah would. yeah i think that's probably right i guess it just like it took me a second there because when gojo did it obviously gojo's so strong he was the one that was re- literally hand to hand with him so he got to the bottom of it pretty quick so when she did it too, it just made me wonder. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's actually like, he's kind of been yeah. secretive and having Mahito well, and Jogo do all this for him because he knows that like. Yeah. Well, even like you think about Yuta. Yeah. If he was still here, he's the one that basically killed him. Gojo finished him. Right. Right. But he basically, he'd be like, there's no way he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. So Geto then forms a beast and a sp- it's a special grade disease curse. Which Yikes. is a pr- doesn't sound good. No, it's called smallpox. Bitch, Corey V. <laughs> it's called smallpox deity. Yeah, not Ugh. a good name. I uh, this one's terrifying. And in that terrifying moment, I started personally cracking up because it shows Wee Wee behind Mei Mei in a ready stance. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to be doing a whole lot. I'm sure of it. Uh, May is immediately worried that she read this situation wrong. Geto starts walking away and says, if she takes out that, he'll be waiting. I think Wee Wee and May are going to die, is my presumption here. If, listen, if Wee Wee survives, I will be so 
so angry. Uh, the beast traps Maymay in a domain expansion. Now this is cool. Yes, this is really cool. That this thing can has a domain expansion. Dude, it has a domain expansion, and the cursed ghetto owns this guy. Right. That's even cooler. <sighs> so that's how how powerful is this ghetto? If he can control some a thing that has a domain expansion, that's scary. But I mean, also, yeah, it makes me wonder too because like it's still just Ghetto's body, right? Like, do you think the Brainiac, when it got in there, it made his body stronger, or do you think this is all all like we already know what Ghetto's powers were? We never he saw kinda had, you know, he had control of beasts. We so never like, saw Ghetto use a domain expansion. That's true too. Maybe, but he's maybe a, he just had beasts that could do it. Maybe, yeah, I, it could be that because he's a manipulator, so. right? That that was cool. Actually, that yeah, that might be it. Like when she gets caught up in this, so then not only is she in the domain expansion, but then in a coffin inside of that domain, and then a rock falls on it—a boulder. That's not a rock; it's a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> Wee Wee says, "Maymay," and starts cowering. Maymay breaks out and says, "It's been a while since something threatened her life." To which Wee Wee's like, "Oh, yay!" Yeah good oh we're we're in a good spot now in this domain expansion we cut over yuji is running and reaches the station he's shocked to not find a crowd why is there not a crowd didn't they all get pushed down to where gojo was yes yeah i guess that that's just Remember, they like, all that, they all felt because then they also they all blew fell up through the, that yeah and they had him very concentrated. Okay. The only reason I've paused for a second is because obviously we'll go ahead and get to it. Um, well, it was, we cut back so much. Pause. Pause that thought. Uh, back with Akara, who's with Nobara and Nanami, she says, so is assistant to the director okay? And Nanami says, I did what I could, and he was originally aiming to be a sorcerer. What is, what is that second line? You know, I don't. Now that's confusing me. It's very confusing. Um, he was originally aiming to be a sorcerer. Did what I could, and he was originally aiming to be a sorcerer. Though it looks like you all. I don't know. So okay, when you're saying he says I did what I could. I mean, he's basically saying that he's dead. That's what I took it as. Like he he's like I did what I could. I just got his body. Like he's dead. <sighs> Because, I mean, he, he was, like, on the ground, ble- bled out. Right, right, right. There was no sign of, like... But what are the... Like, do you have the line? I, I'm no, pretty it, sure... I it just was read so it. confusing. I, I just put read it down it exactly as it said. I don't know if that's a bad, like, translation thing or what, but I did what I could. Where did it go? And oh, he was originally I mean, aiming to be a sorcerer. I guess he was saying, like, he originally wanted to be a sorcerer, but he didn't have the power, so he had to be that... He had to be an assistant to the director, and that's what got him killed. Okay. Maybe that's what he's meaning by that. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, someone help us out with that. Um, we might just be thinking about it too hard. Uh, Nanami filled them in about Gojo, and then he also instructs them to wait here for rescue. He says he's going to join Maki. Nobara says she will go, but is immediately shot down by Nanami who says that he is the minimum level required for the fights ahead. Yeah, if you're not a grade one or above, don't even bother. It's kind of what he's saying. 
Which is not good. <laughs> Who else is that? It's literally Nanami. Right. May May. Yes. Uh the grandpa. Right. Um and that's it. You they were Yuji, uh Megumi and Nobara were recommended. They were never They were recommended. If we can recruit Toji to our side, he's not a grade one sorcerer, but we know that he can dabble with him. He can dabble with him. And Yuji, I mean he's He's good enough now. He's, he's, yeah, he's knocking on the door. Yeah. He's knocking on the door for sure. But like we also have never seen him unlock this X Games mode that Nanami has. Like do you Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's de- he's not experienced enough. It's not looking good. And then just to be sassy, Nanami says that she would just be in the way. And that's just one of those things where it's not needed. You don't need to say that. It's just going to hurt feelings before you leave. Now, I think he's hurting those feelings because he doesn't want her to get hurt, is my right. opinion. No, I like that. Like he's, He threw that in because he knows it's going to sting, but that piece is what we need to give her to actually stay out of it. Yeah. If he was just like, oh, I'm the necessary level for the fights ahead, she's like, oh, well, I'm strong too. Mm-hmm. And then she goes. Exactly. So that's why he threw that in. But then if she's like, oh, I'll get in the way. Remember, whatever Nanami says is the right thing to oh, say. Oh, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that I thought it was the wrong thing to say. I thought it was just mean, and I would never would have said it. What we need is Wee Wee to be Nanami's hype man, not Mei Mei's. If Wee Wee ever even touched Nanami, I don't know what I'd do with myself. I would be so mad. The good news is Nanami would never allow that shit. Oh, no, no. God. The most that he'll allow is like someone like Eno, who just like respects his... And just yeah, just respects ...listens him. to every direction. But even if he starts saying, you know, hyping him up too much, I feel like Nanami's like, yo, chill out. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. Also, also, Nanami would never say yo, so I apologize for my my fake quote that I gave him. We cut over real quick... Yuji jumps the length of an escalator straight into Chozo, who is just, I don't know, like lost in thought at the middle of this platform. And just. It was. He's like, damn it. They're going to beat me to Yuji. And then Yuji just jumps down. That's like what he was thinking. And he's like the one guy who didn't go running out of the station looking (laughs) for him. And he just gets uh, Itadori to fall on his lap. He says, I will avenge my brothers end of the episode that is so exciting i am so ready i that that was what i was saying earlier you, the fact that yuji and chozo is going to be a one-on-one instead of megami 2 excites the hell out of me just feel like it's going to be a cool fight i do too god chozo's so scary he's very scary like honestly like i would have felt better with uh just based off the attacks i've seen because he's got that blood dart thing like, at least with uh, Jogo and Mahito, they at least have elements of, like, fist-to-fist combat, which is kind of where I think Itadori thrives. I think the only one Itadori can actually beat is Mahito. He's the, that's the only one. And the only reason I say that is because Jogo has, like, the... He could, like, burn him alive. Okay, um, so then how do you think he's going to get out of this situation? Cho- well, no, no, Chozo and Mahito. Oh, okay. Like, he cannot fight Jogo. He's, he's Just because of the fire well, stuff. Well, here's the thing. This is actually the worst fight for Itadori. That's what I was thinking. The yeah. best case scenario would be to fight Jogo, because Jogo does not want to kill him. 
Okay. The second he wants to have soup in his vessel, so he would just feed. Did you him fucking fingers. take an Adderall before you came over here tonight? The second. <laughs> The second best case scenario would be Mahito, and the reason for that is because Mahito can't necessarily kill him even though he wants to, because if he touches his soul, he will touch Sukuna, who will then fuck Mahito up. Mm-hmm. So this is the worst case scenario, and we're here. Chozo could kill him. We are here. God, the anticipation for next week's killing me, so make sure you come back. Check out our Vinland Saga coverage. we got episodes on the feed that you're listening to us from right now and also if you want more of those and a show we do called learn a little something where we just talk goof have fun check out our patreon mm-hmm. in the link below patreon.com slash ronnie and chad follow us on the socials do it we'll be talking with you soon i've been ronnie i've been chatty peace peace